Welcome back, everybody. It's been a little while. It's been a little bit. We had uh, Lucas Magoon on from the old school tech 90s. I'm kind of sticking with that skateboard, snowboard kind of feel because let me explain something to you about this before I get into who my guest is. Skateboarding mm -hmm. and snowboarding has taught me one specific role, and it's something that I want you guys to take to heart. If you've never skateboarded or snowboarded, it's going to be difficult for you to understand. But if you have skateboarded, snowboarded, or surfed in your life, you're going to learn something really, really good today and a really good tight piece of information that's going to make a lot of sense. When we try new tricks, we try those new tricks until we nail that trick. Hell yeah. It's something that you're always going to see in skateboarding, especially people are going to get knocked down. They're going to skip their knees. They're going to break their wrists. They're going to break their ankles, but eventually they land that trick. It's a never give up attitude. And it's something that has been in skateboarding forever. It's something that's been in snowboarding forever. It's something that surfers have taken till their death. They get the trick. So if you're not living your life, the way that a skateboarder focuses on landing a trick, you are sorely, sorely missing out on purely living. And with that, I got a guy who lands one out of one, not even one out of three, one out of one, one out of one, never falls, never drops, never scrapes his knee. Pedro Munguez, what's up, brother? It was goody. Hello, everybody. Do you see the difference in that energy? Do you see the difference in that energy? You see what I bring, the energy that I bring. And then when he's on a podcast, his energy is like this. Yo, I'm just fucking chilling, playing fucking video games, chilling. I'm just stuff. chilling here, playing Skate 3. You know, playing Skate 3. So if you guys haven't tried that out. Um, Pedro and I connected via Instagram, much like a majority of my friends that I have uh, over the last few years and the people that have been on these podcasts. And um, he, it attracted me the minute that I saw his, his most recent video. And we're going to get into what he's doing with 137 right now. You've seen me wear the 137 shirts and everything else like that. You've seen, you've heard the podcast with Jason uh, Moreno, who's done a spectacular job leading that ship and creating content creators. Everybody loves Jason. We all love Jason. Um, Jason is the man. He is the man. Uh, so Pedro, uh, you are, you living in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. but you, you, you chill in, you chill in Brooklyn, right? I mean, you do yeah, a majority I'm, of your stuff in Brooklyn. I'm born and raised in the Bronx, but I stay out in Lower East Side or Brooklyn. I'd be out the city, so I don't really be in my bed. I really don't. Just a straight up New York guy. Because the funny thing is, like, we get a lot, <laughs> like, we're all Northeast, right? Like, we're Baltimore mm -hmm. people. You know, we get, we don't get the as much respect, I don't believe, as New York and Philly and stuff like that. We just don't, Baltimore just doesn't get that respect. Unfortunately, the only thing that we we have the ability to to call to Ours is, um, I believe, um, the the TV show. What was the TV show that everybody was down with? Which one? Oh, it was like the one that came out in like the 2000s. Hom it wasn't Law. Homicide. It was Law and Order. Now it's Law and Order. I don't know what it was, but it was a show that people <laughs> loved, and it was based out of Baltimore, and it was good. And I can't remember the oh, name. See, now. I know y'all are. I know y'all are listening to it right now, and you can all remember. The name of the like show. I was four years old. Huh? I was like four years old. Yeah, you're you're a baby, dude. You're a baby. How old are you again? I'm 24. So in 2000, I was a 24 like 24 year old kid. 24 year old kid. Um, I highly recommend number one going and following him on Instagram. Vote for Pedro, and if you just type in vote for Pedro, actually it comes up. It's like vote for Pedro five O's. 
So both for Pedro. The f- one of the things that we're eventually going to have to do there is do something about that username so we can find you a little easier. But the content <laughs> that is coming out of this guy, okay, has probably been asleep for the last five years. And in my yeah. personal opinion, over the last two years, that break that everybody had when they were resting, it created and ignited something in people's brains where they were like, you know what, I got a limited amount of time to be able to tell my story, get my message out and, and share the type of content that I want to be able to share utilizing okay. these platforms. And that's what you did. Tell us a little bit about what happened over the last you know, two years that kind of ignited, ignited you to start creating this type of content. Within like two years, the last two years, I'll just say that I just been skating and skating brought me to right now skating skating brought me to everything that is happening to me right now 137 my daughter my car everything so if it wasn't for skating i really wouldn't be here with you guys telling my story anything that you see on my instagram or my life and you know me it's just all through skating in the last two years i've just been eating and fucking around on instagram just i literally just it all started really with me just laying down like this and eating and it became a thing where it's like everybody was like hitting me up like yo how the fuck you eating and laying down like that yada 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 and then once I found out I had a daughter it was like a switch hit in my head like yo I gotta start getting this money I gotta like figure something out so I call up the homie Ben Ben from 137 p.m he owns Grand Collection too I was like yo get me the fuck out of here because I was working retail at Diamond Supply in Los Angeles I was like, get me the fuck out of here. I need some bats. Like, get me, get me something else other than working retail. Called me up the next week and was like, yo, we got this idea for you, yada, yada, yada. How do you feel about eating and doing this? I was like, yeah, let's get it. So I said, once my daughter is born, I'm going to leave LA, come back to New York where I'm from, and we're going to start up on that. And it started up, and it's like the pieces is putting all like the puzzles right now. The puzzles are already set. And I'm, I'm hyped to even bring everybody the content that we got cooking up. Like, we're even planning on going back to LA to shoot more episodes in LA. So what, what was the, what was, I mean, obviously the food thing is a, is, is a, a you know, passion. The food thing years, I've been right? doing for, the food thing I've been doing way before the show, like, I just post me eating and laying down. That's really what it started. Like, I've been doing that for years. It really started just me eating food and doing like, like this, literally, in bed, eating like this. And it started just off that. And then people like seen it and I was getting so many DMs about it. Like, how the fuck you eating like that? That's bad for you. It's not healthy. Blah, blah. I'm like, I'm comfortable. As long as I'm comfortable and I'm eating, I'm still living. So, and it started all really from that. And I've been doing that for years. And then the, when they came up with the idea, why don't we do something with you and food? I'm like, that's easy. And then I eat so much and I gain nothing. I'm still bones, still bones. But what we, and, we, and we know that the, and we know we, you and I have talked about this before. The reason that you're, you're able to, to not gain the weight is because you're out and you're skating and you're yeah, burning yeah. so many calories when you're skating that it doesn't matter that you're putting you might be putting three, four, five thousand calories into your body a day, but you're burning like nine thousand calories plus the calories that you're burning when you're sleeping and everything else like that. So the, the big difference here, guys, just so everybody knows this, is that when, when, if you've never skated before, you 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 must try it, but understand that these guys are real true athletes. Like there is, they, they, these guys are also out here. Like the skateboarders, when I was growing up in the nineties and the skateboarders now are totally different. They're just working out and he's going to the gym, he's running, he's doing these types oh, of yeah. things. This is a totally different lifestyle than, than the, the average skateboarder that you knew back in, you know, the nineties. If you look at Neen Williams, Neen Williams, who, who rides for, I believe Baker, um, 
this is a guy who, you know, was at one point was drinking heavily, very popular skateboarder, yep. huge pop. Tore his ACLs and shit. Tore tearing ACLs, but he was eating bad. He was drinking. He, you know, there's probably some other things going on there. The guy did a 180 in his lifestyle, started working out, eating better and everything else like that. And he's skating better than he's ever skated before. His popularity yeah, actually yeah. accelerated and escalated based on the life change that he did. So uh, it's cool to see skaters now that are that are choosing a different type of lifestyle a real athlete a true athlete's lifestyle when, when they're doing this stuff getting back to the food stuff how did that all start your mom had mentioned that you've been eating like uh like a trash compactor since you since popped out of the sick. womb oh yeah just be eating like shit but i try to also eat healthy also so like i try to balance it out sure top and top three to stay, like trying to stay in shape for my baby so i don't want to die young to eating all those badass foods no hell no nobody wants to do that give me your top give me your top three foods right now favorite three well, foods that you could do shrimp tacos second one uh bomb ass burgers and i'm when it comes to my burgers i just i'm a fan of cheese i don't know why if the cheese looks right on the burger and it looks good i'm, I'm taking it and then third will be say anything with pasta anything with pasta yeah. Heavy on the parm? Heavy, yes. heavy on the Parmesan cheese? Hell yeah. Fresh Parmesan yeah. or the or the or the, the cased Parmesan? Mm, gotcha. I say the case. Look, and there's no shame in saying that you choose the craft Parmesan powdered cheese Yo, over the fresh. We need to get a I hope Burger King sees this. I need a Burger King deal. I love Burger King. If, if Burger King does by chance in some odd way see Pedro and, and hear this podcast and maybe see this clip, uh, if you want a true straight up burger review, I believe that the Pedro would be the perfect burger to build. And I think it's a smart move by Burger King. He would have skateboarders all over the world eating the Pedro. Um, and I think that, I think the Pedro, we would just add a jalapeno maybe on the first layer Melting you know between crazy? the cheese and the burger. You know, it's crazy. I don't like jalapeno. Really? I, I actually hate jalapeno. So when you said that, I'm like, oh, hell no. Yo, that don't put the jalapeno broke. on there, Todd. Please don't. God, don't do it. <laughs> I actually had Burger King last night. I had a cheeseburger. I went to Bur- the drive-thru, got a cheeseburger, and I did. Burger King is underrated when it comes to burgers. There's no question about it. They absolutely are oh, much yeah. better than McDonald's, just in my opinion. Just Bro, in my opinion. See? See? Exactly. I'm not a fan of McDonald's like that. Too much it's hype. The, but I but I've been saying this for a while. I want a job at McDonald's for just one day. I want a job there. So if we can get a job. Grill going, the, I think nah, that would I be a spectacular content video. If we can find somebody that owns a McDonald's, please hire Pedro for one day. And what he's gonna it's do is day. he's gonna cook the burger just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And just and, and I want and I want to work the drive through. <laughs> Dude, I, think I really want to work the drive through. Great idea. It's a spectacular idea. Give me your three, give me the three places that you've, I guess in, in some way or another, these are, these are really turned into reviews. Give me, give me the three top places in, in, I guess, in your area, in your location right now that you're, that are like your go-tos. I know there's one specific place you go every morning. So let's oh, shout yeah. out those, these three places that you're like, dude, you, if you come to my area, you've got to try these three places. Well, it's like a, she's like, she had like a smoothie truck and like an empanada truck. So it's like, it's not a real name to it, but if you, you go to my neighborhood, you see it. I don't even know how to explain 
where is it at? But if you come to the Bronx, anything, and you hit me up, I'll take you there. My homegirl, she makes the bomb ass smoothies and fresh empanadas on the spot. And then second would be Patricia's in Morris Park. Shout out Joe. I was talking to you last night. And then third, the hard one. Uh, I don't know. I don't really be in the Bronx like that eating. Oh, this is a new spot. I just posted about them. They got a food truck in Mount Vernon. It's called El Patio. I'm, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm, I'm, I'm a horrible Puerto Rican. I'm sorry. It's El, El Patio, El Patio. So it's in Mount Vernon, and it's a bomb-ass food truck. They got empanada tacos. And I had an empanada shrimp taco, and I was like, <laughs> So any they, they have cheeseburger empanada tacos. That shit was bomb. And they got, that sounds good, actually. And they got perfect passion fruit. See, so. I think when you mix, sometimes when you mix cultural food, you get some uh-huh. of the best recipes in the world. A lot of people don't realize that, but if you mix, sometimes mix some cultural food, it actually ends up working out really, really well. The empanadas, to be honest with you, is not something that, that I've been prone to trying, but I'll give it a shot next time I'm there. I think I'm actually going to be in the Bronx soon, sometime this year uh, for one of my clients, one of the clients you and I were talking about. Um, so if that's the case, we'll, we'll get some documentation there. We'll, we'll check out some of those food trucks and definitely check out some of those empanadas. You, you just released this amazing video documentary. I think we're on part. I think we got, we did, I've seen part one. I, there's two more parts, mm-hmm. I believe, that are, that are out. Yes, sir. Um, part two drops on Friday. That's part two hand. drops on Friday. And, and you're doing this through 137. My question to you is, um, what led up to, and I know we kind of got into this, but what led up to the 137 side saying, okay, we got this for you. We think this is going to be good. How, how long was the process of documentation to get at least part one completely done, edited, and, and ready to go for release? Uh, i say after, I don't even know how to explain it. We did, we like, we literally just knocked one, two, and three out. And then they started editing up on it. And then they'll like send me the rough cut. And then if I wasn't feeling it and if I wanted to tweak it a little bit, it would take like a trial, I'll say like, a solid two weeks for them to tweak up episode one then we'll go into episode two see the rough cut we'll tweak it up so it took quite some time we finished i think the last episode we shot was october so we started in september and we finished in like october november ish and then we just shot promo and everything and it took a little bit of time and basically a solid year for everything to just be roughly correct and i was like so on top of it like no i don't like this no i want to like this switch up this add this and i was like heavily on top of it add this like put this footage in add him in there i want him shout out him like i was like very like in control and it gave me and then they also very everybody down at 137 p.m they were like so cool with like communicating with them and them letting me be so hands-on with everything so i appreciate everybody down there and everybody's so welcoming and loving even down yeah, there if you've never if you've never been in the editing process before you, you i'm sitting there and they sometimes they'll even invite me to just sit there and watch over it and i'll be like oh just switch it up a little bit take this out a little bit i'm not feeling this and they'll be like all right cool cool we'll fix it up and then when we get the final product i'm like god damn this shit is hard as fuck i'm fucking with this shit and then when everybody else sees it everybody's like yo what the fuck this man is really eating for a living like he's really 
on a fucking big ass screen eating food and we're watching him. And I, I learned that at the premiere, seeing so many people, there was literally like, I don't even know, I said like a solid 100, 120, maybe I'm exaggerating, but the venue was packed out, leave like that. Even outside was packed. Everybody smoking, watching from outside, drinking from outside, inside. So it was like, we did a good thing. It gives you, it gives you ma- massive respect for the, yeah. the work that an, an editor really puts in to telling a story. And it's something yeah. that I truly believe is it, video editors are some of the most undervalued people um, in the digital you know, landscape. There's no question about it for, if you it's, look at, it, if you, it's just, it's, it's just a fact they're under, a lot of them are undervalued. They're paid not very well at all. And, but the patience level that they have to be able to get that, to, to get the creative done and to get it done the way that the person who's producing it or, or is actually starring in it wants it to look, it's pretty amazing. And I know I, I, sometimes it probably felt like I was being annoying, but we came out with some fire ass, fire ass product. That just, no, that just, that just need, you know, you're, you're working with professionals. So oh, when yeah. you're working with professionals, trust me, they, they don't want their name stamped to it if they don't have your stamp of approval. So that's how you know you're working with professionals. A lot of video editors are going to be like, oh man, I don't want to do this. I'll just do just yeah, enough. To get annoying, yeah. Not not the guys that you're working with. The guys that you're working with, I can tell you you straight yeah. up. That- and all three, all three off, uh, off the top. JP Blair, thank you. He was editing and he was filming also. We got Crispy, shout out Crispy. And then Jason. So all three of those boys, thank you guys for being a part of it and just tolerating my shit. I, you know, the episode. I, I know I get annoying. I for sure get annoying sometimes. Yeah, look, I mean, I think that just comes from, from, from the creative mind. You want it to look a certain way. You already have it actually played out in your mind of the way that you want it to look. You just need to have the right team around you to be able to get that creative out and have it look exactly the way that you see it in your own head. And, and that's sometimes what you need. These guys are your paintbrushes and you're the artist. So that's how and it they works they back out. whatever I want to do. Like my ideas be random to tell. Sometimes we don't even come up with an idea and I just say some random shit. I'd be like, let's fucking do this. Let's fucking grab an ice cream truck. We're like, for real? How are you going to do that? Just listen to me. I'm going to get the ice cream truck. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then we run with it and then we got. Let's we got talk about the ice cream truck for a second. Because that this whole, is, this that, is kind of. This is, the reason I want to talk about this, Pedro, is because some of the people that are going to watch these videos or listen to these podcasts, they have trouble. They hit. They hit roadblocks when they're coming up with creative. They're like, I don't know what mm-hmm. to do. I don't know how to get started in, in those types of things. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the <laughs> I love you. The re- <laughs> one of the things, one of the things that I thought was interesting about the ice cream story is that it was just a on a whim kind of thing where you were like, let's go make this. I want to go make this right now. Let's go make this content. And it's something that most people don't do. Talk to me about how that started. You were like, okay, you guys are trying to figure out a way to do it. Go ahead. Uh, so this was, we already shot all three episodes and then they was like, you got to start shooting promo so people could see what's going to lead up to the premiere. So we're shooting promo. And this one day I'm on the phone with Ben. He's like, we just started talking about Grand Collection. And we were like, yo, let me get some. Or I don't even remember how oh, I was supposed to wear some Grand. I was going to wear some Grand to the premiere. And I was like, oh, what's up? What's up? He's like, I got a whole bunch of like smalls and stuff. I just need to get rid of them. A whole bunch of size smalls and mediums. He's like, oh, I just want to get rid of them. I'm like, oh, I know how we can get rid of them. Like, give me the whole batch and I'll bring it to my old middle school. And then I give back to them, but let's shoot that. 
You know what I mean? Like, let's show for the promo, I'm giving back to the community. And then Jason was on top of it. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna give back to the school. And then we're shooting that. That was the only idea. So I'm on the phone with the uh, Department of Education, I mean, the, the Board of Education or whatever you call that. Crap. And they're like, all right, cool. We, we approve them. You can come. You can give back to the kids. And I was like, what if I get an ice cream truck? So I drive. The school's around the corner, mind you. So I drive around the corner. I see the ice cream truck. I was like, yo, I'll pay you $250. Just park in front of the school. And then I'm texting the dude that's a part of the after school program. I'm like, bring all the kids outside. And I'm going to just hand out ice cream and clothes. So I'm handing out clothes and ice cream. And then the dude is just making all the milkshakes and the fucking sprinkle cones and shit. And I'm handing them all out with clothes. And Jason's like, yo, what the fuck? You really just did that? I was like, yeah, let's pay this guy. So I paid him 250 shut him up, even though he wanted $350 for me. I'm like, fuck, no, you're crazy. I'm not giving you $350 for all this ice cream. This shit don't even round up to 350 So no, you're getting 250 call it a day, get out of my face. We're freaking going to school and playing dodgeball and basketball with all the kids. I'm talking to all the kids, taking pictures. I see my old principal, my old teachers. I see everybody. And it's like, damn, I really did this for my community. Like nobody, like I always say on, on episode one, nobody did none of that stuff when I was growing up. So like, I want to be the face of doing that. And not many people be doing much for all the, like, not many people be doing much for anybody in the Bronx other than Fat Joe or like Cardi B or something like that. And I'm nowhere near them. So it's like, I got the platform and I got the connects. You might as well try to use it to better other people. But I've always been like that too. Yeah, and see, that, that's kind of what I'm talking about is that on a whim, this created something completely inspiring. This idea oh, yeah. and, and to, to actually execute yeah. on the idea is what created something that was so inspiring and actually, hopefully, will inspire other people that are in that area or in that location to do something similar to that to make these kids maybe have a different type of day. Some of those kids may, maybe were having a really crappy day at school and this completely 180'd everything and it could have put them on a completely different path. Yeah. So the, I still see of- them kids. Some, when I drive by the school, I still see some of those kids. They're like, yo, because my nephew goes to that school. His name is Travis. So he goes to that school. So me doing that made him like the cool kid in school. So he's <laughs> yeah, like, yo. So, and that's what I'm talking about is execute. And, and this goes back to what I was saying before is execution on the ideas right? Mm-hmm. Instead of sitting there thinking and debating whether or not to do it, if you execute on these ideas and you're, and then once you're actually in the idea, everything else kind of falls into place, especially if you have the right people around you. So guys, if you're thinking about doing something, especially like, like pagers, the ice cream truck part of the video, I, like, which I, I, I wholeheartedly will tell you that pager has no problem with you taking that, that idea and running with it because it's for the good of your community. It's great for your own pieces of content. It's great for yourself from a self-promotion standpoint, which is okay to self-promote yourself. Um, It's a great way to do it. So absolutely utilize something like that. Getting, Getting past the first episode, because the first episode is out now, it's doing great. It's doing awesome. People are really engaging with it. They love it. For real, and I'm like, whoa, like. Yeah, it's crazy. from my my point of view, and I'm looking at everybody like in my head, I'm like, damn, I wonder if they're gonna like it, if they're gonna feel it. And then I'm doubting myself. And then once it comes out, I'm so shy just to read the comments and see everything. And people are really fucking with it. I'm like, oh shit, people really fuck with me and everything that I put out. So I'm like, damn, I only can imagine what episode two, how everybody's gonna see. Like, what can we you know, expect? Because we live in a world now of spoilers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not telling you to spoil everything, but can you give us a taste of what we're going to see in episode two? 
I say it's more of a vibe. I say episode one is more of you getting to know me and my background and all that crap. And episode two is more like, you see how comfortable I am now. You see the comfortability of me just, just see, you, just, you slowly start to see me as my goofy ass self. Yeah. And how wild like everything is. And if you really know me, know me, like, you know, at first I'm gonna be like, mm. and then once you like, my buddy buddy you start seeing the crazy side of me and all like the goofiness in me so you start seeing that in episode two and then we drop into episode three which is brooklyn so and then potentially or maybe next we're going to be shooting in freaking uh la right some more content in la do you do you think that this could turn into or i mean in your head i guess do you think that this could turn into something where and I, and I and I guess the LA thing is kind of like would be like the test market for it. But do you think this is going to turn in, or can you see this turning into something where you go into it? It's almost kind of like the rating of the pizza that 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 Dave does um, at Barstool, where you're going in, you visit these restaurants. I can see you being on the more positive side, where you're not going to be like, yo, this food sucks. Like you would, I, I can't based on your. I can't do that. I feel bad. I yeah, feel exactly. Bad. I'm, I'm on the same way. Even if I if I know it's doo doo, I won't really say it's doo doo. Right. So my question is, do you see this where like you're going to be going in and like you'll you'll stop by these restaurants, you'll visit them, this, that and everything else. It'll be almost like a like a like an Anthony Bourdain kind of thing where you're traveling around the country, visiting these places, trying this food and kind of documenting that process. You see something like that? That's what I really I really want to do something just like that. But just I want to have my family and my friends around and skate. So really just incorporate skating and food and my family and friends with me. So like it's not just going to be me. Like I want, I can't do stuff alone. Like, if you've seen all the episodes, I got all my homies. Yep. You're going to see them in episode two and three. Like, I got to have my homies with me at all times. Like, oh, my daughter, my mom, my sister. Like, somebody got to be with me. Because I want everybody to experience what I'm going through. Like, Plus, if I'm I on this journey, you, I want you to come too. Hey, I'm down. You play off other people though, right? So, I mean, like that, like for you, well, like, I think that like, where, like, if you're by yourself, like you're kind of like inside your own head, but then when there's other people around, it's like a, a, a switch flips and you can pull from those people, like empathetically, you can pull from those people to start creating, like either making them laugh or having a good time with them or whatever it is, you become that. I get it. I totally understand. I can totally see that in you. Cause when I'm by myself, it's like, damn, I'm just here by myself eating, but it's like, I started off like that, but then after a while, like, I got this platform. I'm like, my homies got to come with me, too. Like, we going to eat. Yeah. Let's go eat together. Like, my daughter going to come with me. Let's go eat. My mom, everybody, we out. We going to get drinks. We all going to go together. Let's talk and about let's, let's talk about your skateboarding side a little bit. Yeah, how long have you been skating? I don't know. Off the top of my head, years. I don't know. I know it's been a long time. I say I started around, like, the fifth or sixth grade. Okay. I've been skating ever since, but I didn't take it serious until I got like 16, 17 years old. So I started taking it more and more serious. And then I got Shop Flow from Blades, which they closed down. So that skate shop gave me a platform to build and meet everybody in the industry. So like I'm over here going on Nike trips. My first shoe sponsor was Nike SB. My first board sponsor was Hops Skateboards. And then from there I went to freaking primitive skateboards which they still support me with boards so shout out primitive and everybody down at primitive and then i'm over here like skating like showed me like it really like man me up show me how to be a man like yeah talk with people and like just how to move in the industry it, like 
if I guide you, like, not to fuck up. And before skating and everything, I was just a fuck boy. I was just doing dumb shit, young, dumb shit. So, like, I've gotten locked up before. I've it's been, I would just say skating really, like, it changed my life. Skating yeah. really changed my life. And as I got older, I had a daughter, and it's like, I got to really man up now, put on my big boy pants, and I got to really get some money. I got to, like, skateboarding is not going to pay the bills, but skateboarding is always going to be there. And from skating, I built a lot of relationships to help me get paper to support my daughter. Yeah. Uh, and I'm and still that's tapped into everybody with skating. So, like, I still get bored. I still get shoes. I still get trucks, wheels. I still get all of that. So, it's like, it's a major shout out to skateboarding and my mother for giving me my skateboard. Yeah. That was in the first episode. If you guys are watching, she gave you the first skateboard. Oh, yeah. And the everybody one- supported me through skating, too. Like, my family backing me up. Yeah. One thing that I always hear from from like a majority of skaters that I've talked to over the years is that they really truly say skateboarding saved their lives. If they didn't really? skate, especially in like the urban communities, if they didn't skate, like they were pretty much fucked. Yeah. And and it, it it's amazing to me that this sport ha- people don't realize how many lives this sport has actually not only saved but changed. Um, and it just doesn't get that. I don't think that story is told that often. I think it needs to be told more, honestly. I would say I vouch for you for that 100%. Skateboarding really changes lives. It like takes you like once you get so passionate about it and like you're so deeply in love with skateboarding is like you forget all about the bullshit. You literally could forget about all about the bullshit once you like dialed in on that board. So yeah. if you're thinking about if you're thinking about robbing somebody, go skate. If you're thinking about doing some dumb shit that's gonna get you locked up, go skate. Get your mind off that shit. Change yeah, and that life. just it, Change it doesn't circle. that it that just doesn't it's not the same out where we live because it's it's a little bit different. But in the urban areas, like it's it's amazing how many places like you really end up just going to the city anyway and skating. There's some of the best memories that I ever had was like like driving to, to like Baltimore city and like skating with my friends. Like, and it was just so cool. And we ended up meeting so many like new, like different types of people that really Hell were, yeah. you know what I mean? And they were influential into like our style. So like we would meet these, these kids in the city when we would go skate and we would see like, maybe they were just a little bit different and they had some different types of style or whatever it is. And we would take that style and bring it back with us to where we were and people would look at us like man what the hell like i remember being in the 90s like 90s 90s i'm talking 95 96 wearing camo cargo pants that camo cargo pant in 97 96 the only people that knew about camo cargo pants in 97 96 were people in new york mm-hmm. that was not a style that people were wearing in baltimore or maryland and skaters brought that back with them when they would go the skaters that I knew at least that would go visit New York, they would go skate with all the skaters in New York city. And those guys were wearing hill figure polo sport yep. camo cargos. They were skating in Nike GTS, okay. which is like the okay. best. It, just so anybody doesn't know this, the Nike GTS sneaker was the original SB sneaker that nobody that knew is, about. It was out in the nineties. Yo, it is. And you can't even find that shoe. If you find that shoe on like eBay or something like that, it's like $200 now. You can't even get your hands on those shoes. The, the original way that we would do SB it. One, just Nike? It was called the Nike GTS. So I know SB remade the GTS. But That's I what it was. 
the Nike GTS was the original skate shoe that nobody, that the only way that I knew about that was because people in New York were wearing the Nike GTS and they were wearing the Adidas Shelto skate shoe instead of the Etnies, the America, the, the, the Airwalks, the Vans, they oh, were, yeah. instead of wearing those, they were wearing the earth, they were wearing Adidas and Nike. And it was just based on style, period, and a report. It had nothing to do with, this is a great shoe to skate in, anything else like that. So said the trends. They said, they absolutely, New York absolutely set the trends for skating yeah. in the 90s on the East Coast, at least in my opinion, they set the trends. Because if you went over on the West Coast, the style was different. It was more like skater, rat-ish in, on the West Coast. But on the East Coast, it was very, very urban, based on hip-hop. Um, and it, dude, it was good. It was a great time in, in skateboarding in the nineties from a style standpoint. Even, even now, like people are still trying to bring that old nineties energy, that whole era. Oh, it's all coming back, back right now. It's coming back now. It coming back full circle. Well, you know, style is, is, is circular. It'll, it'll, mm. it, it will always all come back and certain, usually it's every 20, I think it's every 25 years style typically will then recirculate and it's based on my age group in their 40s when they become parents the same styles that we were into you you hear it all the time parents will say those things where like ah that's kind of stuff i used to wear when i was a kid and it's always circular like that in that 25 year range it's because what marketing does is it it bases its sale it's basing its sales on nostalgia so if we can we the people that now have money we're going to ignite this nostalgia in their mind. And then they're going to go make those purchases and feel okay about making those purchases for their kids or for themselves. So it's very psychological. It's a psychological marketing move that's played out years and years and years and years over and over and over again. Uh, But it's really interesting. Based on the two episodes that are, that are, that are now coming out after episode three, are the episodes going to continue after that? Is this something that's going to be a continuation? Like, or is it, is, was this like three parts in a series and then we're going on to like a, a, a something new? So we did the first three and then after that, we're going to see if it gets picked up. And if it gets picked up, then I'm a superstar from there. So but when we say picked up, are we saying, are we saying picked up by like Netflix, shit like that? Is anybody that pick it up? Like right now we just shot the pilot. So I guess that will be the pilot. And then from there to see if anybody wants to pick it up and we can shoot more episodes on a more budget you know all the fancy stuff yeah see what's interesting about you is i could see you not only on netflix i could see you on the food network i would like to that'll make my mama cry bro i think you on the food network would be i think it would it would it's something that they don't have if i was a producer and i was sitting at the food network i've been saying that for the longest they don't have somebody like me they have nothing like you they got just a regular dude so we're sitting here today and we're eating this, 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 this. They're boring. They're boring. It would tap into a market that they're not reaching, in my opinion. And they need me. A young dude with a beautiful baby, Puerto Rican. They just need me. Cute, marketable. This fucking guy. You hear him? They, you hear him say they this? need me. Cute. I think if you mix, and I think if you continue down the same road of mixing in some of the b-roll of you skating with with like the visits and everything else like that i think that is like one of the coolest things and then i can also kind of see it also like a cars and coffee with like seinfeld where you travel in these different cities meet up with like pro skaters 
and you skate those spots and then they take you to their favorite food spots and you talk about the spot and eat, you meet with the mm-hmm. owner and stuff like that. These are the things that are just popping in my head that where I'm like, I could see these episodes happening where it's like, hey, today we're with Eric Costin, blah, 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 blah. I'm saying Eric Costin, like people don't know who Eric Costin is, but if you skated like a long time ago, you would know who Eric Costin is, he's an old man like me now. But yeah, regardless. I, I literally have all those ideas in my head just sitting. I'm ready for all that. Like, I've been saying for the longest. I can cook up some shit. Like, I got shit planned out in my head. Well, you're with the right team, dude. The, 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 you got the team. You got the team that can make those connections. Those guys are going to do that for you. Um, based on uh, based on the branding and everything else like that, the social media that you're putting out right now. I know you're mainly like you're living on you're living on Instagram. Are you co- are you going to be launching anything on TikTok like anytime soon? Is that something that you're going to get into? Uh, I'll be posting heavy now on TikTok. I wasn't a big fan of TikTok, but the homies down at one thirty seven PM, like you gotta, you gotta build that. You yeah. gotta get on top, get on top of that TikTok shit for real. Cool. Like, you gonna need TikTok, so I'm I'm doing as much as I can on TikTok. I got a YouTube, but my YouTube's dry. <laughs> but it's mainly just TikTok and Instagram right now. Or if you got my number, you can holler at me. <laughs> he oh, hey, he ain't shy about I'm, that I'm shit. He's like. Yeah, I mean, you know, Pedro will be like, yo, just text me up and hit me up. I mean, seriously, we went from Instagram DM right to text messages. Like, Off rip too. Yeah. yeah, this is mad fast. Yeah, he's like, I, yo, I don't have fucking time for this shit. Let's just go. So well, um, I got two numbers, so I'll let me. If you got my number, my personal number right here, and then my other number, just, you know what I mean? Just hit me. I'm always on my phone. What is... What is uh? Give me give me three um give me three tips that could help some of these people because that are that are out that are listening because a lot of people listen to my podcast they're really in the beginning of their journey when they're starting to try to create their own their own personal brand and try to come up with like types of content to put out. What are three tips that you could give these these, these young people or even some of these older uh, people that would help them kind of right drive now. a little bit more direction there? Uh, there's money out there to get. Don't be scared to get that shit. There's money you can get. You can get the bag right there and then day one. Just if you chase for that bag, you're going to get it. Two, do whatever the fuck you want. I'm telling you, bro, I'm eating for a living right now. Like, I'm eating to, to survive. You know, I, I got to get food in my stomach, but I'm eating as a job. Like, come on. I can eat cereal and get paid just eating cereal. So you can do whatever the fuck you want. If you want to do jumping jacks and get paid off doing jumping jacks, do that shit. Just pursue your dream and do whatever the fuck you want. And if somebody's doubting you and saying you can't, say, fuck them continue doing what you think you're going to get it back from or whatever you love to do or whatever makes you happy or whatever's going to make you support your family, your daughter, your kids, whatever, just do that shit. Don't give a fuck what nobody else says. Do whatever the fuck you want. Literally. Straight up. So, you know, I mean, at that, at that point, when you're, when you're in that mindset of the, I don't give a fuck mindset. Cause I've been there. And I'm, and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm still, and I'm still there really, to be honest with you. How does your life change when you switch over to that mindset? Uh, sometimes better. You feel like you're in control. Like you feel like you're in control and you run your life. You set your own path. So it's like, how do I say that? If I'm saying, fuck all you guys, I'm gonna get a bag off this. I'm gonna prove to you, I'm gonna get a bag off of this. And it's fuck y'all. And then when I make it, don't be trying to run along. Once I'm getting that bag that y'all would just doubt me on. So I would just say just do whatever the fuck you want, straight up. So you're gonna make them upset. Burn the boats, burn the boats on the beach and go to it. Yeah, because you only live once. Do that shit. What's holding you back? 
What are you scared about? Do that shit. You're and either going to fail or succeed. And if you fail, you bounce back, try to get it, try to make it better. Or if you succeed, just run with that shit. And don't slow down once you already made it. Just keep it going, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. Guys, if you don't have this type of mindset, um, then the, the, the question that you keep asking yourself is, you know, why can't I, I just learned all this too. Like nobody even told me this. Like I learned all this once I found out I was having a kid. Like it makes you like man up and want you to do right. For real, because before I wasn't on this mindset, I would just fuck around, just fucking around and just doing dumb shit. But once you get into that mindset of like, you got to get to it chase after your dreams and get that bag just do that just do I've, ta- I've, ta- I've talked about this uh, at, at exhaustion with people where you, if you visualize the things that you want uh, Bro, they I have dreams about they'll, it they'll, they'll absolutely positively come to fruition but and most of these people just do not even put those types of things in front of them sadly and I really wish more scared. people would do it I got homies that are scared to do different things they're so comfortable doing the same dumb shit they know who they are, and I'm not afraid to say it. Like y'all, y'all get too comfortable with what y'all doing in y'all life. Y'all, y'all have a like that schedule don't switch up. Y'all comfortable not getting money. Y'all comfortable like just doing the same old shit. Like switch that up. Maybe your life will be different if you switch it up. You know what I mean? Just I don't know. I can't really, and I'm not here to just help everybody else. I gotta help myself. Like, yeah, I talked you, about that. I'm giving I'm, I'm giving you the formula. If you don't want to run with that formula, and you still want to be fucking gambling on the corner or being fucking selling pies or you want an average life, that's on you. I want I want the nice things. I want, you see the rings, see the jewelry, see the clothes. Like, I want all the nice things. I don't want what you got. I want I want to be up there. You know what I mean? I want to be comfortable. I want to be in a nice house. You know, I want to drive a nice car. Like, my first car is a BMW. Like, I wanted it. I chased after it. I got it. Now, look, I don't want a Honda. I want a BMW. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to settle for that. I want this. You know what I mean? Never satisfied. You want, you want Sean John sneakers? I want Nike. You know what I mean? Like, I want me and you are two different people. Like, you want that? I want this. You can settle with that, but there's always this, you know? So that's me. And that's, and guys, that's a mindset. That, that's it. That right there is, is, is what is going to change the game for you. If, if, if you're stuck in that wall, where you you cannot get out, you can't figure out how to get out. You've got to start writing things down. You got to start envisioning, you know, the things that oh, yeah. you want. And you'll, I'm telling you, if you envision it, it will come to fruition. But it only comes to fruition by the focus daily in trying to go out there and get absolutely positively everything you want through hard work. And the hard work thing is the hardest thing for everyone. Oh, it pays off. Everyone, but it does pay off. I don't care what anybody says. Hard work pays off. Period. End report. That's something to live by. Oh yeah, you gotta stay consistent. You gotta be on top of that shit. So you gotta do that shit every. Pedro, where can everybody go? Where can everybody go to watch the first episode and then the additional episodes that are coming out? Where can everybody go to watch this episode? Uh, You can go to one thirty-seven p.m. Their YouTube subscribe, or you can go to my Instagram and click the link in the bio. So every week there will be a new episode. So this Friday coming up, be episode two will be in my link in my bio Instagram. And then 137 will post it on their YouTube account and on their website. Love yeah, it. And then that, how can everybody just, follow you on TikTok and Instagram? What's the what's the handle on Instagram and TikTok? Vote for Pedro. So V-O-T-E number four, P-E-D-R-O, five O's. And yeah. 
easy stuff. Pedro, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Your story is extremely motivating. Um, it's going to get and, better. I'm telling you. Yeah. And the things that you're doing are super inspiring. I, I wholeheartedly will tell everybody today is, um, today is, uh, April 20th. So this Friday episode two comes out. Smoke What's up. That? It's 422. Smoke up. <laughs> That's true. I totally forgot about that. So smoke make up. sure. I don't smoke, but you guys can smoke. Yeah, yeah, I don't smoke either, but but everybody more power <laughs> to you. Absolutely. Uh, this Friday, go check out episode two um, of, of Pedro. And I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, you're going to see huge things from this guy. Um, great young kid, great young man doing great things in, in New York City for a lot of people. And uh, I just want to thank you again for the time and the opportunity to talk to you, brother. I appreciate it. Nah, thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk with you and giving me this platform now see so people can see this means a lot it's only gonna get better absolutely and everybody stay tuned i'm getting the porsche remember that i'm upgrading from the beamer to a porsche he just called it beamer to the porsche it's coming awesome guys i will see you in the next episode thanks so much deuces thumbs up i'm hyped